You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm Rick Kleppel, and we're speaking with Elliot Fintuschel. He's been playing theremin here at SF in SF. Uh Elliot, how long have you been playing theremin? Uh, A little less than three years. Yeah. And you have an outstanding rig here. Could you describe this to us? Because it's pretty phenomenal looking. All the gearheads will love this. (laughs) It's the last last creation of Bob Moog. You know, he died last year, but... um, uh, before that, he, 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 his first passion was theremins. As a high school student, he built a theremin, and he's been doing it ever since, one version and another. And this is the last one. He called it the Etherwave Pro. Um, it's really beautiful. Well, here's to Bob Moog. Here's to Bob Moog. And you have a nice sound set up here. What are, what's generating the actual uh, tones? Uh, you, you mean how the theremin works? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it works if you can imagine um, a car alarm that gets higher as you get closer to the, to the vehicle. That's how it works. Or, or if a radio is kind of uh, acting funny between the stations, and the closer you get to it, uh, it seems to start to hit the right station. And when you back off, it goes out of focus again. Well, the theremin works like that so that... I'm just moving my arm far and near and absorbing electrons from the theremin. I am a human capacitor, one plate of a human capacitor, changing the frequency of a, of a circuit inside that ultimately produces the note. And I see you have a Line 6 uh, delay modeler down there. I have one of those, too. <laughs> oh, for guitar? Well, I was using it for synthesizer, but uh-huh. same difference. Yeah, I use it mostly for looping. For, for creating uh, layers of sound with a theremin, yeah. Right, that's, we actually were using it for that as well, for looping. It's a pretty nice uh, deal for that. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. It has a long, uh, a long period. Yeah, you can do it. Now, what else do you have down there? Tell us. There is a, a Digitech Jam Man, all, also a looper, but it, uh, I use it uh, to um, record backup tracks on, uh, since I can't always afford an accompanist. So it is my accompanist. There is also a holy grail reverb, um, and that's about it, except for uh, a couple of switches that move the jam man forward and backward on the tracks. Now, can you tell us, uh, as a fantasy writer, how what kind of music influence does music play on your writing? 
Um, actually, you know, the, the, the name of my latest novel, Breakfast with the Ones You Love, is really from a song. There's a song, Breakfast with the Ones You Love, that I heard Maria Muldar sing once uh, as a children's song. And just the happiness of that song uh, just filled me so with a kind of, um, I don't know, fullness of, of emotion. Uh, just because it was something that I wished so much for and seemed at the moment that I heard that song absolutely ungettable. And so that, that kind of precarious balance between the impossibility of it and my longing for it created uh, the impetus to, to write a story just from that song. And so ultimately I named the novel after it. So music does play a big influence on you. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, uh, actually my day job, if you can call it a day job, is as a mime. And if, if I can, is this going to, this is, people will be listening to this, right? So you can probably hear the, my fluttering right now as I'm rising up to the ceiling. And uh, I'm holding on right now to the sound-absorbing tiles at the top of the ceiling and crawling from light to light and now descending on the far side of the room. Thank you for following me with the mic. I'm, I'm now coming back and through uh, the art of mime, which I learned from someone who learned it from Marcel Marceau, lately deceased, alas. But not before I learned how to uh, become an ape, as you see before you right now, growing uh, the hair. My posture is changing. I'm emitting a different kind of smell. Uh, And are those fleas in your hair? Excuse me a moment. Well, that's wonderful. Now, does... Does your day job influence your writing as well? Um, actually, it does, yeah. The characters appear in, in uh, the things I write quite often who are uh, theater people, street theater people. Uh, a series of stories I wrote for Asimov's about uh, Milo and Didi uh, has a character in it who uh, is a street puppeteer. And um, the, a lot of the lore of street performance uh, comes into the story. We've been speaking with Elliot Ventuschel at SF in SF. He's probably going to go back and perform some more music for us on his theremin, and we'll record it. Thank you for joining me, Elliot. Thank you for having me. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.